Jordan and Jake. Powered by Ortho Carolina. The home stops, he throws it across field. Guess who? Jordan Gross. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. It's week two in the NFL. The Panthers, God love them. We had a tough loss at home. But it's time to move forward, Jake, to talk about the next game. This is the Jordan and Jake podcast, powered by Ortho Carolina, one of the nation's leading orthopedic practices. Ortho Carolina leverages its expertise from treating professional athletes like the Carolina Panthers and applies it to the entire patient community. Visit orthocarolina.com. Jake, how are we doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Jordan. It's uh, We started to get a little taste of... Uh... I don't want to say fall, but uh, it's 64 degrees in the morning when I get up instead of being 74. So that's kind of, it's kind of put a little pep in everyone's step here in Louisiana. So I'm doing great. Weather's beautiful. The question is, how are you doing? Did you get your first win as a head coach last Friday night? I also am enjoying fall, uh, the feelings of fall. We're only seven days away, you know. The 22nd is the official first day of fall. So enjoy those last few moments of summer. We did not get the win, Jake. We're 0 and 3. My my That's current right. record, my current record as a head high school football coach is 0% win percentage. So, are we I, are we making I, progress? I think I'm thinking about question. quitting. Shouldn't I since it's a little bit tough, shouldn't I just quit? Wouldn't that be the right thing to do? You know, just say, uh, you know yeah, what? Sure. It's not I mean, me. It's not me. It's them. Sorry. It's them. Then, don't fight through it. Don't don't right. get better. Yeah, nope. I agree with that. Do not teach the kids about resolve or anything like that. Just like, hey, you know what? I tried. It's not coming easy. So, peace sign. I'll see you guys later. I'm just going to go on 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 social media and criticize. Sound good? Well, I think you would fit in. <laughs> now we lost. We lost by seven. Okay, so here's what we deal with now. Okay, out here on the west, western part of the U.S., smoke. Okay, so like from forest fires and range fires. Okay, so a range fire is a fire that happens out here in like the uh, think about like the, the plains or like uh, there's a lot of sagebrush, dry areas that aren't forested, right? It's just okay. roll foothills and things like that. So when those things catch on fire from lightning, we had a big lightning storm come through. So lightning hits those areas, boom, all this dry grass catches on fire, tons of smoke. We're talking like 30,000 acres in, you know, a day or two. Okay. So what happens is all this smoke will roll in to certain parts of the state based on the wind. And then our state has a guideline. If the, if the air quality is over 150, you can't play, you can't practice outside, nothing. And so every year this is like become a thing we have to deal with. So we had to drive three hours away to a town called Kimberly, Idaho get there the air quality is over 150 we we wait until 8 30 is the latest the officials would wait to try to kick the game off we never got under 150 so we had to drive back to fruitland got back at like 12 30 in the morning no game okay then the next day kimberly because the air was good in fruitland drove to our place to play the football game but it was their homecoming oh my gosh and we ended up losing there. They were a good team. We ended up losing by seven. We're definitely getting better. But just 
insane things to have to deal with and have cancellations over Jake. So unfortunate for the kids, but we're, we're doing good. We're having a great time and, and getting ready for this week. Hopefully get that first win. Well, I'm glad to hear that you believe this team is getting better and that's a positive yeah. thing. And how are the, what's the attitude like? Is the attitude be, uh, good with the players? Rock solid. Rock good. solid. Because <clears throat> we, I love it. We can, we can still make the playoffs. We are not even in our division and all that stuff. Yeah. But much like the Panthers early in the year, you never know what the team was going to be like. Right. And so new offense, new head coach for us. Not a new head coach for the Panthers, but new offense, new quarterback, all of that, Jake. So were you surprised with the game against the Browns that offensively we kind of started a little slow? Baker took a while to warm up, fumbled snaps, you know, all that stuff. Any of that surprise you? Um, no, it did not. I will say the fumbled snaps I was bothered by. I will say that. I think that's something that um, – listen – Wherever's followed it, it doesn't matter. It happened, and I just—that's something that that should shouldn't happen. And so, did I think we would start fast? I'm not so sure that I thought that. I thought it was going to be a close football game, 2017 type of football game, and um, it's just we never had the ball, Jordan. It was a 38 and a half minutes to 21 and a half minutes time of possession, and it's just like we never possessed it, but. We did a great job of coming back, and unfortunate, um, we, we, we didn't win at the end. But tip your hat to the rookie kicker for nailing a 58-yarder. Um, you hate to cry over officiating, but, uh, you know, that, that, that's hard to take. When, you, when you're watching a game live and you see this roughing the passer that you're like, okay, yeah, that, that's not roughing the passer. And then the double pump on the, uh, on the spike, that's – you can't to me you can't miss that. I mean that's a flag, 10 yard 10 second runoff. Do they try a 68 yarder with the running clock? I'm not so sure it gets off. We're sitting here uh, a lot happier, but I think this team showed some resolve. We have a lot to clean up. I want to give Cleveland credit. I think they are a really good defensive football team, uh especially with those two defensive ends. They're like really talented. I'm not saying anything earth-shattering. But also offensive line, especially the interior guys, very strong and powerful. And Nick Chubb, I know we missed a ton of tackles. He had something to do with it. So tip your hat to them, 0-1. Yes, it would have been a storybook type of ending with the whole Baker Bowl and things like that, but it didn't happen. And that's the frustrating part is that you're kind of waiting for this team. They need to overcome something like this. They need to overcome it and get a win. I mean, that's how you start to turn this around. And so now we go to New York. They're all in their feelings right now. I mean, they feel so good right now because of their their win and the way that they won that game. And um, we get to go on the road and see if we can uh, get better and, uh, and try to get our first win. The Snickers Rookie Mistake of the Year program is rewarding football fans who share examples of rookie mistakes they've made because maybe they just needed a Snickers. At the end of the regular season, one will be crowned Snickers Rookie Mistake of the Year with the fan winning two tickets to Super Bowl 57 in Arizona and a chance to celebrate with the team on the field. To submit a rookie mistake and learn more, head to snickers.com slash rookie mistake. Talk about rushing the passer, though, as a defensive end. So Brian Burns, that that roughing the passer that was called on him, his helmet hit the helmet or whatever. I mean, 
and he's bull rushing their ta- their tackle back into it. Jay, I mean, it's it's got to be a little bit the mindset defensively from guys that it's just the cost of playing the position or rushing the passer, right? Like you can't. We're talking about some of the best athletes in the world. You, Brian Burns is probably as good as it gets athletically out of the human race. You know what I mean? Like his build, speed, body control, all those things. And he can't adjust his path at the last second to not hit the head of the quarterback. You know what I mean? But you, you, he did touch his head. And that's letter of the law. My understanding is that's a roughing the passer, right, Jake? So what, what do you think this rule will, will change? We'll get softer. So, I mean, yeah. What do you do? I, I don't, I, you know, that's a good question. What do you teach? What, I mean, what does Phil Snow and then how do you look? Hey, Brian, let's go with not, not as much effort and, and, and stuff next time, you know, so we don't yeah. get that. I mean, what, what do you tell him? It's, that's the hard part is that here is you, you want your guys to end the game. And Luke brought it up during the, during the broadcast. This is where your great players step up and make the play and they end the game. They make the play. Well, that's Brian Burns, in my opinion, who's one of our better players. Um, and he was, in essence, helping to try to end the game. Bull rush, walk the tackle back. To me, he hit more of the arm of the quarterback. Um, I don't know. It's that's it's so frustrating. It's so – because you, you're letting it – that that kind of d- decides the outcome of the game. But regardless, letter of the law – well, the letter of the law for the spike, it wasn't followed. Yeah. The flag was thrown. It was picked up. So that's the thing that you, you let a referee decide a game. And that's the thing that's so disheartening. And what do you think Brissett was thinking there, Jake, with with the that's pump a good fake? Question. And then, you know, like, yeah, it was just odd. I don't know. It was odd. I don't know. If, is that something that they saw on film that, hey, you, you know, in a hurry up type situation, the Panthers are, are they lazy? Can we get a quick five, um, meaning a quick five yard out or something like that? I'm not exactly sure. Um, I, I don't know. I can't answer that, uh, Jordan. But that's something that when it happened immediately, we're in the booth. We're like, wait a minute, you can't do that. And then I'm watching Matt Rule directly on the sideline, and he knows it. I mean, that's a 10 second runoff. That's a 10, that's a penalty. 10 second runoff. This game is over. And what a great comeback! And then, boom, they um, they get they, they afford him that play. They get one more play, and then K York comes in and knocks the 58 yarder. Well, if nothing else, we sound like real sore losers. All right, so we're yeah, at, least, we're at yeah. least standing up for our team and trying to still, you know, five, four or five days later, find a way that we got hosed out of the win, which, and I'll be, I'll be honest, Jake, I'm not too proud to say, I was giving a speech yesterday to some managers in Boise about leadership, and one of the questions came about my experience in the Super Bowl, and I still brought up that the Patriots may or may not have videoed our walkthrough. So I am I am nowhere near above being a sore loser, Jake. Okay, so I, I'll I'm I'll join in on that campaign with you anytime. Well, let's talk let's talk about how we came out of the game, right? Where we got the big one, Andre Roberts. Man, it's like it's so weird when you can have a three time All Pro on your team. And it's just kind of like a, a quiet addition in the off season. You know what I mean? But it's, you feel so comfortable having a returner like that. And then now to have him go down on IR, unfortunate loss. Uh, and limited for this week in practice, Taylor Moten as well. You know, he's going to play. He hasn't missed a game since he started, but 
Andre Roberts, now we got to have some other guys back there returning some punts. Juba Hubbard might get involved. You know, who, do you think that's going to impact this yeah. match, Jake? Well, you know, Andre last week, he didn't get much opportunity to return um, kicks in both the punt game um, and in the uh, kickoff return game. Um, and really and truly didn't see what had happened. So that's kind of – that's yeah. something that's, you know, you're disappointed in. But, listen, Jordan, it's so easy for us to say, and it's almost like it's a foregone conclusion, yeah, next man got to step up. I mean, that's the way that it is in the NFL with injuries. But, you know, Chuba did it last year in the kickoffs. And Shai Smith, uh, does he return punts? Really liking – it's a small sample size, but liking kind of what we're seeing from him this year – Seems like year number two, the game has slowed down. His approach is different. So, um, but offensively, I'm not so sure we saw what this offense can or cannot become, to be quite honest. Christian only had 10 carries. And, yeah, we want to get him the ball more. Well, the problem was Cleveland possessed the ball a lot longer than we did. And in the fourth quarter and or late third in the fourth quarter, we had to kind of open it up a little bit and let it go. And, um, you know, that's the thing that um, – that you want to see. Where do we progress? Do we get DJ Moore uh, a little bit more involved? It was nice to see Robbie uh, get some opportunities and his speed down the middle of the field. And, um, you know, we'll see, Jordan. But I go back to it, basic fundamentals, blocking, tackling, uh, throwing, catching, and the snaps, Jordan. That's something that uh, I truly affect. I truly think that affected this game in more ways than one. We can talk about the officiating, but – if we get the snap correctly on the first down with a minute and 30-something left to play in the game, um, I, I think it's a good ending for the Panthers. Uh, they were misaligned, Cleveland, uh, and we were running a weak side run play, and it looked very promising, especially when you watch the uh, end zone angle. So just disappointing. It's um, In essence, you have to point the finger at us, and, and that's the Panthers. You have to, hey, we got to play better, guys. Very simple. One way to get better, we got to get locked in, have a good practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and have our mind right when we uh, go up to New Jersey to play um, Lock- at MetLife Stadium. Locked in, Jake. That's exactly right. Week two, when I back way back when I was a player, I liked week two because week one just had so much hype and noise and anticipation. And you talked about the week one matchup as soon as the schedule came out. And as soon as training camp was over, we're on to week one and it's like a 10 day, 12 day preparation period. Week two, I enjoyed because it just was the first week it was normal. And especially with the Panthers last week playing Cleveland and all that stuff, there's not like any big headline with this matchup with New York. It's an away game, an opportunity for the guys to kind of get away from the home, you know, the, the, the distractions that come from home and all that stuff. So I'm looking forward to, to them going up there. Big problem, Jake, last week, Panthers were not great against the, the run, gave up 217 yards to the Browns. This week, Saquon Barkley is coming off an NFC Player of the Week award for his 164 yards on 18 carries, Jake, and that's a 9.1-yard average. Just so you know, yeah, uh, that's yeah, gonna well, your math. Your math is great. Two hundred and thirty-eight yards rushing total by the Giants. I know you know Brian Dayball. You've you've got a relationship with him. What do we expect against the the Giants? Well, I think you're going to expect a team that one is riding high, but two, there's a belief. Um, and I know it's only one game, but just knowing the way Brian is, I know how he structured his offseason. Everything was a competition. I don't think the atmosphere 
around the Giants the last couple of years with Joe Judge as the coach was the most um, effective, I guess you could say. And I just know what Brian did all offseason. Everything was a competition, ended the week on a competition. And, you know, that's kind of the mindset he wanted to recreate or, or create, I should say. And look what happened in week one. During the last drive, or right before the last drive, he's jumping the quarterbacks behind on the sideline for, for having a really a bonehead interception um, in the red zone. And then he's telling the defense, hey, be ready. We're scoring. We're going for two. And, and that's what his approach was all offseason with the players and coaches. And they get a touchdown pass, and what do they do? They go for two, and the Titans are there. And what happens? They don't make a tackle, and the good football player is not to be denied. And that's Saquon. So I don't think we're going to see as strong of an interior O-line from the Giants as Cleveland had. But they are solid and young. I mean, the two tackles, Evan Neal was one that was possibly in play for the Panthers. Um and then Thomas, the young kid from Georgia, both tackles are solidified. They kind of rotated a couple of guards inside. I don't think we're seeing, in my opinion, as good of an offense as the Browns. But we need to be prepared for anything because Brian will be game plan specific and team specific. So we can, we're going to see a lot of shifts, a lot of motions, a lot of bunches uh, and things like that. So that's what we'll see offensively and defensively. Um, they want to get off the bus blitzing. That's what Wink Martindale wants to do. So our communication up front is going to have to be extremely uh, on point or precise with the offensive line. Um, I think we're better than them on the back, on the on the outside. I believe our receivers are better than their secondary, in my opinion. Cleveland had a really good secondary, so I think we do have the advantage there. But I would expect a cleaner and more crisp Carolina Panthers because. Um, the Giants, they're still finding their way also, and they have some injury issues uh, that, that on, on the defensive side of the ball. Not sure if a couple of starters will be up, but definitely they lost a starting corner with an appendectomy. So um, we, we could have an advantage there. But we need to control the ball more, Jordan. 38 and a half minutes to 21 and a half minutes. That's uh, it's not the best recipe. Are you leaving immediately after the game? No, Jordan, flight, I cannot huh? get out. No, no, I'll get out on Monday morning. Okay, because I last year I we I called the game in New York and Khalil was there doing some movie stuff, so he came and my son Teddy came to the game. It is challenging getting out of that stadium, Jake, to find travel arrangements to get where you need to go. So I'm just giving you a heads up right there. We did probably four laps around the stadium trying to figure out how in the world we were going to get where we needed to go. So that's just a little scouting report for me and you, or just for you that everybody else, you know, has to hear, get in there. Talk about your radio broadcast team though, Jake. Okay. So it was, it's a new season for us as well. You had Luke in there, you had Zoke and old face, brand new play by play. How'd it go? I thought it went well, Jordan. I think, you know, I, I will say this. The best part of the whole day was watching Anish. He's a professional and, you know, very intelligent uh, professional. I mean, he was he was the easy part. Luke and I were still fairly new at this and whatnot, but I had long I say I had talks with Luke prior to the game and about prep, preparation. And I think uh, it's understood the maniacal preparation that Luke Keekly played with or lives his life with. And so I had my notes. Um, I write notes all week long in my phone, you know, as I'm just during the course of the week from watching film, reading, things like that. And 
I kind of just, uh, you know, I transcribe it night before and then the morning of the game, what I need. And uh, I have it in my back pocket on some index cards. Well, Luke has a manila folder. And sure enough, boom, full page, every single player on the Browns offense in a box. And it's like a full scouting report on every player. Same thing for defense and his notes. And I said, hey, buddy, like, you did a lot for this game. He goes, yeah, I just I feel ready. <laughs> so after the game, I said, Luke, how many times did you look at your notes? He said, not once. I said, yeah. radio is so different. The game kind of talks to you and things like that. But he was so intelligent. The little things he picks up on and um, didn't feel like we were talking over each other. It felt very smooth. Like I said, Anisha's a pro. And I think the, the, the funny thing, the game ended and – Neither myself nor Luke wanted to get up from our chair. Like our stomach was empty, like that sick feeling because it's like we were there. And it's and that's the thing that hopefully comes over the airwaves is that, you know, we're a Panther broadcast. It, it, it hurts when we lose it, and it's fun when we win. And we just want this team to get start to turn that corner a little bit. So uh, I thought it was fun. I, I, I definitely enjoyed it. It's going to be. It's going to be great. Hopefully the, the, the radio audience appreciated it, and uh, we should only get better moving forward. I thought you guys did a great job, and I was uh, very happy to hear how you guys all interacted. Luke's going to be disgusted with me when we call a game together and he sees my notes. <laughs> they're, like, they're like funny jokes that I've written about the other team. It might be like a sketch of Mick Mixon uh, as a stick figure. It might be you know, a reminder to – say what what happened earlier in the week with my goats on the farm yeah he's just gonna be so disgusted he'll be like that's why you weren't an eight-time pro bowler right there oh yeah well he's um it's you know watching that game and 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 just you know from the national anthem and, and everything beautiful day it was supposed to be rainy it was not rainy we got some sunshine um you know and it's it's disappointing. There's no other way about it. But listen, it's we have 16 more. Um, and I do – I know I keep saying this, Jordan. I think I see some light at the end of the tunnel. I truly believe that. I thought the young kid, Icky, uh, he was faced against a tall task. And I was in the tunnel prior to Cleveland coming out to warm up. Uh, I was speaking with someone on their staff uh, that I knew when I was there. And so the team comes out and, uh, yeah, Jordan, large men, uh, Miles Garrett, yeah. uh, large man, small waist, big arms, large yeah. man that can bend his body in ways that he probably shouldn't been able be able to bend. Jadavion Clowney, same way. So I thought Icky, yes, he did give up a couple of sacks. Was I expecting that going in? Probably so. Yeah. Right. I mean, tip your hat. But uh, the game certainly didn't seem too fast or too big for him. Yeah, nothing surprised me with the way that the pass protection went. Like you said, you said it all. Great group. Now, there will be crowd noise to deal with this week. Giants fans can be can be awesome home fans. They can be mean home fans to their home team, depending on how the game's going, how the season's going. But I would expect there would be some good crowd noise. That's something that the Panthers' O-line is going to have to work through this week as they get ready. So excited to watch it, Jake. Uh, nice job today. Uh, safe travels up there, and I'm going to try to get both the Panthers and my Fruitland Grizzlies their first win of the season. All right, Jake? So this has been the Jordan and Jake podcast, and we're powered by Ortho Carolina, one of the nation's leading orthopedic practices. 
Ortho Carolina leverages its expertise from treating professional athletes like the Carolina Panthers and applies it to the entire patient community. Visit orthocarolina.com. Jake, be good, man. You too, Jordan. And Jordan, I have a really good feeling about these Grizzlies this week. I think you're going to do well. Thank you very much. I'm going to take that and, and run with it. All right. Bye-bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.